You're listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. Alright, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, the Seth Metal episode. Seth is my neighbor here on this undisclosed location in fucking Illinois. In hell. <laughs> Mom, you have to approve this episode. Are you cool with this shit? I ended up calling him Seth Metal because he's like a metalhead. He's well, he's a, he's a little younger than us, mom. But you know, he's like he he's true to metal. Like I know the old school. Stuff. He knows the old school shit. And I was like, hey, you know, he wanted to do a podcast, and you know, it's an open platform. He's got a pretty good show here, and he's dealing with uh, MS. And he's working three jobs, and he's a metalhead. I was like, fucking American well, History you X. Deal with MS while you're doing all that. He's, he is doing it. I self-medicate. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Mom? As well you should, as well you should. Yep. Well, it sounds like you got my mom's approval, and we're carrying on on the... Th- uh, third uh, episode of season six here. What is this, episode 138 or 139? Something, I don't know. Season six, Jesus. Season six, yeah. Wow. I'm old, I'm not supposed to count. Oh, uh, you count plenty. Don't no, undersell I'm yourself. Don't ask me what episode it is. I don't fucking know. We've been at it for a while, though, huh, Mom? Yeah. All right, well... You got a gutter snippet for us before we start the episode? Let it rain. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't need that. It's ice cold down here, and if it rains, <laughs> it'll really be a mess. She's right on the Mississippi River, too. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's get this fucking show on the road. Uh-oh. We'll be right back. dun 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 all right well i got my first in the studio live recorded little sit down with my neighbor and that's what this track is from the 1981 neighbors not that fucking stupid james franco bullshit But, uh, yeah, it's just as demented as the original movie, living in this building. I'm going to have my neighbor, who's, like, pretty much, like, the sanest dude here, (laughs) talk uh, to us about what it's like being diagnosed with MS, working like a fucking dick 80 hours a fucking day, and, uh... What it's like living in a paranormal uh, building, apparently. This episode's brought to you by some fucking resin hits. Because I can't get a fucking steady fucking hookup on any fucking weave. Because people keep losing their fucking minds or they keep being fucking dicks. Uh, The music pretty much fits exactly what... Well, welcome back, guys. And this isn't really season six. This is just these Lost File episodes. WFUK episodes. Which I plan on infiltrating the uh, FM radio at one point. Do you guys have problems at your fucking house? You got problems in your fucking building? Are people acting like fucking... Weirdos, have you had a meth head kick in your fucking door? I don't even know what to fucking think about fucking motherfuckers. I can't even tell if they're doing drugs. We're going to reflect on drugs tonight. Talk about some drugs. Talk about new metal versus old metal. Because I'm kind of a fucking redneck, as established. 
I've only got about two generations of metal under my ass, and then after Cliff Burton, that's about it. Uh, you know, there's some neurosis in there. But anyway, we're going to talk to my friend Seth. He's a younger dude. He's a younger metalhead with ties to the band Neurosis. And some other goody stories that you're fucking just going to fucking love and he fucking love all the fucking damn day fucking long. So just fucking chill the fuck out. And if we can smoke up, go for it later. Shut the fuck up. Holy shit, guys. Welcome back. Doing the first in-studio fucking show here with some fucking uh, Holy Diver playing in the background. Got my buddy Seth. What's up, Seth? What's up, man? Welcome to uh, the office. <laughs> so you wanted to do a podcast a while back, man, and I was like, well, let's give this guy a podcast because I know you got shit to talk about. Yeah. And uh, you're a metalhead. You uh, have a history with metal. Big history. You're a workaholic. You live here in the fucking Little Egypt area. Yep. Well, I'll just let you fucking start off to talk about whatever's on your mind tonight. What's on your mind, bro? I don't know. Uh, things on my mind is like where my future's going at and stuff. Uh, like, I, obviously, you said I work so much. And, like, it's got to be for something. You know, I don't want to just keep working myself to death forever, and I can't. And you're working three jobs like a lot of American motherfuckers are right now, right? Yep. Sure am. Uh, so, <laughs> let's start uh, with what your uh, favorite job is to do right now. What is, out of all your piss of your life, what's your favorite job that you that you do like doing right now? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, each job is different. Uh, I work at a shell station on the weekends. I work at a liquor store on the weekdays, five Monday through Friday. And then on Monday through Wednesday, I work at SIU College as a cook in the back. So, they're all completely different, but they all benefit me in, in different ways. And one of the reasons why I don't want to give up so many jobs, because it's like a certain fringe benefit that comes with it that makes me want to keep it yeah. until I'm ready to get rid of it. So, uh... And one of the things you uh, got to deal with is like healthcare. And you were talking last time. I was like, you know, let's talk about the MS. Are you cool with that? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, because it is definitively, you know, I'm doing a punk rock kind of healthcare fucking little platform here on some level. Right, right. So people can hear. You're not the first person I've. Uh, been friends with that's been uh, conflicted with MS, you know? Mm-hmm. And as it stands, you know, like, you you seem to be dealing with it pretty well. It's still, like, in some earlier stages, you think? Or? Uh, I mean, I'm four-ish years in. Um, I deal with it by self-medicating uh, with Kratom. Uh, oh, yeah, you're the Kratom dude. Yeah, and so... But Kratom also helped one of my other problems. It, like, I was on heroin for three years, and in the time I was on it, uh, I didn't even know I had MS because I didn't feel shit. It wasn't until, like, I started, like, getting off of it and all that that I realized that there was something else that was wrong and got diagnosed. Uh, I was just like... Kratom helped me wean off of the, the age, so. Oh, that's good. Uh, it is a bit habit-forming, but, in its own right, but, like, the times that I go without Kratom, like, I, I, I just might find myself feeling mildly uncomfortable as compared to, like, wanting to die. I can't even imagine what that feels like, you know. Well, um, I quit cold turkey. You know, I didn't even have money to buy Kratom at the time. But to help my pain and stuff when I was actually making money, I started buying it again. Um, it just sucks. It's like, 
with or without it, it's like everything seems painful. And I do a lot of hard labor. Like I do all <clears throat> at the liquor store. I do all the hard labor. Yeah. Like because one, I do it in the mornings, and I work with like two geriatric motherfuckers, and it's like it's easier for me to do this than to call AARP. Right. So, and that's a bit of me joking around about it and stuff. Like I put up over two hundred cases a year today. I'm very exhausted right now. You're tired. Very tired. And it's that fucking winter fucking creeper fucking weather too, man. That's all like, just good like, to sleep, good to sleep. Well, just like the uh, <laughs> Devil Driver album that came out in 2014, Winter Kills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good album, but <clears throat> very true. It's like winter almost. It brings me down a lot. That's why I don't live in Syracuse, New York no more. And you did, you did do some living there, huh? Like up in the uh, Adirondacks oh. or whatever? Or? Yes, exactly, the Adirondacks, yeah. Yeah, I've been up there before. I had a nanny job up there one time. Nice. And, uh, I lived there for two years. And it was a great experience for me. Like, it was the first time I just went as far away from Tennessee as possible, knowing that it would be way too hard just to get back. Yeah. So I wanted to immerse myself completely away from my friends and family and see if I could make it. Um, when you uh, made the move, was it based off like uh, was it based off being diagnosed with MS too? This was years before. Years before that. Years before that. When you did get diagnosed with MS, what was the like obvious new issues you were dealing with? You know, like my body not working right. Uh, Honestly, the most important one was erectile dysfunction. Mm. Like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on how I feel. But, like, I could be put in front of, like, the most beautiful person in, in my eyes and still and be like... it's not based off that. It's based off your nervous system not yeah. working. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, I could want to do whatever I want and just still not be able to do it sometimes. Oh, man. And there's been times I've been with, like, women, and I just have to be like, ah, It's not happening. I'm sorry. Like, and I can't, and I usually don't tell them that that's the issue, because, like, I, I just... Because you might be able to pull it off. Maybe, but I don't, I don't want things to sound like excuses, you know, it's rather just, maybe it never happened again. Do you talk to other people, like, have you been a part of, like, any groups or anything, like, with the, uh... No, um, my mom died from it, and I got it from her, uh, at least I believe I did, like, it makes sense, um, but my old boss from a machine shop I worked at, he was in, in the later stages, so he's pretty rough, but he got up every day, and he would lift metal just with the rest of us and stuff yeah. too. Like he would his foot would drag when he walks, like he was in pain. He was in a lot of pain. And sometimes like I, 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 and I get it because I watched my mom for years. It's hard you know? to put it together when your life's like, not going through at that moment. See and I I didn't get diagnosed until I started working with him after not seeing him since church because he was my youth leader. Oh. Fucking but you have a, you know, you have a good metal, metal like history. Metal history and aspect to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I didn't like the metal I grew up on. Like my mom raised me on classic rock, reggae, uh, '80s hair metal and thrash, and then some things here and there. You know, so, like, but my mom was a huge punk head. Like, she went and saw, when she was going to go see the Ramones, she told me she shaved half of her head and dyed the other half different colors. Pissed off my grandmother. Uh, but just to go see the Ramones like that, you know. Huh. <laughs> Do you think you'll end up, like, coming up with this, like, hold on. Do you think you'll end up coming with, up with, like, the band uh, Creative of Filth? 
<laughs> That's a good one. Um, like, there's been a few, like, local projects and stuff that I was part of in my hometown. Like, I played in a punk band, and we called ourselves Al-Kita and his Taliban. And we're like, this next song's gonna blow up the radio. Um, do you believe in Allah? Allah this group? Shit like that, you know, because, like, I like to crack jokes, but... If I did start another project, I'd like to start a punk band. Big bass booty droppers. Well, we'll, we'll, I'll think about keeping that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fucking, uh, so you've been pretty cool here, man, like, since I've been out here. You've been pretty straight up and, like, chill. You've been at my house a few times. I haven't really let too many people around here. Seems like the biggest problem is like ghosts and methods. And they might be one and the same. And sometimes, yeah, right? You know? Like, you just gotta watch out for those ghosts and dick with the meth. Methed ghosts. What do you feel about this, like, kind of this building being, like, paranormally fucking exuded? Uh, I'm not a superstitious at all. Yeah. Um, so, like, to me, noises, noises just happen and stuff like that, you know? And to me, you know, some of it might be more psychological than actual supernatural. I'm not discrediting that there's supernatural stuff out there. Yeah. That's just an option of my belief. You know, we could totally do it. So, in the instance, I want to talk about our neighbor flipping out. Okay. Uh, he seems like a decent dude. He doesn't seem like this bad guy, but it seems like he's been hallucinating. Yeah. Is that the way to, you know, say it? Like, he's been hallucinating you and your dude that you're staying with. Like, he's your buddy, and you're staying on his floor. Yeah. And it's just a blow-up mattress. We both have that thing in common where we're fucking sleeping on air mattresses. You don't really need too much in these fancy dwellings, you know? Right. Uh, But, uh... It just comes up with the, the machinations of me... And we're murdering people in our apartment. It started the other day, too. It was like this newer thing. And it was really disturbing. But I didn't want to just be, like, taken aside. And I wanted to, like, believe, like him, not that I believed it was happening. Mm-hmm. I just wanted him to prove something. Yeah, like, if there is an accusation, fucking come forward, prove it. Like, I, I even try to let him see the apartment, he wouldn't even come in. He ended up calling the police, like, four times in one day until they finally told him to fuck himself. Jesus Christ. You know, and then he, the cop had me outside and was all, are you hearing things? And I was like, look, to be fair... And I told him the night that there was some shit that I could hear above me when there was nobody in the place. Which was probably Antonio, because uh, they told me they did let her in to shower and stuff and give her some clothes. So. So, I mean, I don't, like, anything he was hearing, anything he was hearing could have been just Antonio, maybe. Yeah. Because if there's ghosts in this place, it's a live woman and it's my ex-girlfriend. That was fucking annoying, man. Have you seen that little fucking meth head motherfucker around anymore? No, I haven't. I figured he's gone for some reason. Who knows? Maybe a better place to harass. Yeah, I mean, if he does show up, you know, I'm gonna let him attack first. Yeah. He better fucking make sure that first hit or whatever he does. Mm-hmm. Puts my ass down, dude. Well, no, if they break into your, your home... You don't have to wait to hit them first. Yeah. Or I mean, wait for them to hit you first. Like, they're in- invading your home that was locked. And you can prove it if it's been kicked in. Like, it was know. kicked in, too. So the cop would ask me if I wanted to arrest him. Or I had two choices. I could arrest him. And he was like, and they won't keep him. Right. <laughs> or you could put a ban his ass from property. But, like, thing. what would that do? They'd still be able to show back up. It's not like the doors are locked or anything. Yeah. I mean, I saw that fucking pig mask on the fucking door. Did you see that shit on Halloween? Uh-uh. He had, 
somebody had put a pig mask on the fucking door after that, you know, after you had banned. Yeah. And the door and the doorknob was going through the pig eye. <laughs> you know. I was like, well I gotta give props for putting some kind of eeriness in it, you know, or whatever. Right. Fair enough. You know. But, but it's like, yeah, fuck it. So yeah. What'd you do with the mask? Keep I it. ended up tossing it. Oh, okay. I tossed it. I finally tossed it the other day. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I mean, it's one thing to be kind of like Batman and keep your enemies, you know, <laughs> right as like, trophies. Yeah, you know, it's the giant coin or the penguins umbrella. It's like, you know, like <laughs> your, your, your version of the Riddler is just some meth head. <laughs> Riddle me this. What am I smoking? <laughs> right. <laughs> Shit, I don't even have anything for that. <laughs> He did remind me of this, like, fucking wannabe, like, kind of weirdo villain. Maybe, like, like a meth version of Bane instead of, like, that juice that he uses himself up. Like, yeah, well, that's the thing about like meth, right? Meth. Is they it smoke does. this meth and they become super powerful. They get superpowers and shit. Well, they can run all fast and... Well, see, like... Super strength. Um, I used to do meth. And one of the reasons why, when I started doing it, it was, like... I love drinking, right? It allowed me to stay more conscious while drinking. Like, I could drink more while yeah. on it, and, like, it was a speedballing way. Yeah. But I never, like, fucking broke into homes or nothing. Never, never did that. Like, I was actually more, like, there was a, a group of my friends that, like, we all did this, and we all just kept to ourselves, and we yeah. didn't fuck with nobody. Like, there are functioning versions of everything. You know, not everything's completely bad. I can see where they say it leads to bad things, but that's yeah. certain people that have no, either no moral compass or no integrity. Yeah. That's probably it, too, you know. Uh, there is this thing where, like, you know, I was like... <sighs> I wanted to kill that motherfucker, man. I uh, just wanted to fucking destroy this guy. <laughs> it really just was like, you know, shows you how much shit's really going on around here. Not a whole hell of a lot, dude. Yeah, I know. It's not a whole hell of a lot. It's like, you know, people are just doing drugs. Well, not to mention, it's like, since I've moved to Carbondale, like, where I'm from, I maybe had, uh, from graduation of high school to the point where I moved up here, was about a ten year period. I never, I maybe had like three, four fights. I had maybe three or four fights and stuff like that. But since in one year of living in Carbondale, I've had four fights, four fist fights. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this town? I'm like, and it's don't aggressive. get me wrong. Yeah, it's an aggressive town. And I'm like, well, I don't mind getting aggressive here and there, but it's hard for me to fight now with the MS. Yeah. So I can't, like, I gotta pick and, like, I hate it, man. It makes me, like, so mad that I have to pick and choose, like, if I want, if I, like, how I talk to people and I see it go, leading that certain way. But, like, my views are my views. Just because you don't like them doesn't mean you have to beat the shit out of me. I like how I handled it. I like how I got rid of that motherfucker. And then Antonio was still sitting around here, you know? I was still squatting. Yeah. Yeah, she was over here, and the guys were fixing my door, mm -hmm. and they could hear me, and I know they were like, they were like giving her this like, you should leave, you know, like, this guy's crazy, you know, and I was doing it on purpose, because I knew that. Right. They would be making these faces over at the door where I can't see them from my desk right here. Mm -hmm. And I could just see her like looking at him like, oh, until she finally just got her shit and fucking left, and I, I had accomplished what I... And I was like, you're lucky you stopped me, because if I would have caught that fucking McNugget, I would have made his fucking brain. Yeah. And, and if I ever fucking come across his ass again, I will fucking put some A1 sauce on that motherfucker. And if you need a uh, glass of Keontae to go with it, just like Hannibal Lecter, I work at a liquor store. <laughs> I figured that's where this guy's hitting up down at the liquor store, or over at ABC, or... I've, I've, never, seen him, I've never seen him at mine. I never see him around, though. Really. I always look for that little green BMX bike, too, and shit. Mm -hmm. Never see it. Yeah, Where he's I, at, you know, he's 
stashed pretty good. Yeah, I've seen them riding around sometimes. Like in, I haven't seen her since probably like a month or two. This is when all that went down. Yeah. But like I used to see her riding up and down the road on her bike with some other dude on a green MX bike and stuff. And I'm like, oh, how adorable. They can't afford cars. Yeah. <laughs> no, you could totally tell, man. I even put her on the phone with my mom, and my mom was like, you need to ditch that little bitch. My, yeah. mom, my mom was like, well, I guess he's lucky I wasn't there. And I was yeah. like, you know. Well, it's like uh, when I started seeing Antonia and stuff, like, this was back in March, April-ish. Yeah. It started getting warmer, and that was when I first moved in with Manny. It's been that long now, huh? Well, no, like, I left for three months. Okay. Yeah, because it's a long story, but either way, I ended up coming back, and now me and Manny are thick as thieves, so to speak, like, shit, man, I gave him, like, I give him 50 bucks every week. His rent here is 1650-ish. Yeah, so you're paying his rent. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much paying his rent. He's paying 50 bucks in utilities. Yeah, so I'm literally just, but this gives me a place to stay until I find something for myself. Yeah. So, and I'm just trying to show that I'm grateful. Those guys will probably end up moving out upstairs, I think. Probably. Especially after the bite roll. Because I was just like, quit fucking waking me up, dude. Well, not to mention, not to mention, it's like uh, the crazy dude across the hall. Jenny was talking to me about it at the store earlier because I was shopping to make dinner and uh, she was there was like oh hey and she was her and I were talking about the whole situation and I was like look I don't know what the fuck is going on with that guy but I'm like he threatened me <coughs> at the door and everything yeah it's not I remember when I, when he started talking about it. I remember the first thing I said was like, "That's not happening up there." And it, uh, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't. It didn't come off like the average drug case thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it seemed more like something else. You know, like I don't know how to fucking put it, man. Well, especially between. Manny and myself, like, you know, you know, between Manny and myself, he doesn't do drugs, like, I'm not opposed to doing them, but I don't go out looking for them, I don't smoke weed that much anymore, as you know, Yeah. like, it's not part of my life anymore, like, I'm, if anything, I'm more of a drunk, but, you know, um, like, it's not like we're doing shit up there, you know? Like, even if I had the cops come in, they wouldn't yeah. find anything but maybe a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. And that's... No paraphernalia, nothing. You know? There's nothing there. Yeah. A couple cats. Yeah, a lot of pussy up there. And <laughs> 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 they're nice pussies. They are. They're, <laughs> they are. But, uh... Good you know, cats. They're good cats. Like, I just, I try to mind my own business. I just want to live and let live. Yes. You know? And it's like, now it's like... It just seems like it came out of nowhere. It did. It did. <clears throat> he, like, uh, one day just appeared at the door and was like, what's that shit you were saying? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, and the, honestly, the night before, I was blackout drunk. So if I was on the phone with somebody, I checked my phone my uh, recent phone calls and stuff, and, like, there was no one that I called in that time. Concert. So, I was like, I, he must be hearing shit. Yeah. I guess if I ever do hear a gunshot coming out of that fucking place, you know it's up. I'm, I'm gonna assume, you know, he, he seemed genuinely spooked out. And I was just like, the only thing that gave him the real credibility was what had happened to me and right, he right. was hearing this shit about me. And the only reason I, you know, when you were, I don't know if you were here when that cops went in there or not. 
No, I was, because I was just walking out the door to go smoke a cigarette. And then, like, I opened the door, and there's two fucking policemen across the hall from me. I'm like, what? Here's the thing that gave dude credibility, too, man. He wasn't there. There was, well, I could clear. Oh, wait, wait I you, can't, mean, you mean other dude, not... Not, not the dude across the hall, but like when the cops came and they were like checking out Jenny's apartment. The thing that gave him credibility across the hall was the fact that that night when you had shown up to, there's no way in fuck anybody that was in there could have gotten out. Plus, when the, uh, the cops were outside of her door, I told the pigs, I was like, hey, you guys don't need me anymore. So I fucking came back to my apartment. As soon as I sat down, I could hear more shit upstairs. Right. And they eventually went in. When Jenny got here, no one got out of that fucking door. Yeah. And there's no way to really get out of the window upstairs or like, you know, you're exactly. not, you can't really, so, you know, that's what gave. And, and she called him and he rolled up in his car, you know, loud as fuck. And that's what gave dude credibility next door because I was like, I think you're legitimately, you may be hearing things. And I think that, you know, uh, but I tried to explain the paranormal side, and I even told him I got a hold of a paranormal investigator to come check out the building. And I did. Hmm. Uh, two days ago. What did they say? Uh, this, uh, that it would be a minute before they could get out here, but that they would be. Okay. And uh, the guy considered doing a podcast with me, too, you know? Right, like, do the investigation, the podcast, the results later. See, the thing I thought was, like, I didn't smell meth, I didn't smell that crack smell, I didn't smell any fucking fucked up drugs or any aluminum foily thing. He could be snoring it. He could be snoring it. Could be snoring it. That shit doesn't have a smell, I guess, when you're snoring it. When you're burning it, though. Ah, uh, see, I never smoked it. I always did rails. Uh, and honestly, like, that might be what dudes do. I don't condone it. It's not a good thing to do. But the first time I ever did it, a friend of mine from high school was making it. And I was interested to try it through a certain group of friends I was with and stuff like that. So I'm sitting in his car, and he puts out, like, a line. And a uh, dude puts out a line that's, like, six inches long. And I'm like, that seems a bit much, right? I was like, for my first time? Yeah. He's like, no, you'll be fine. So I go to snort it, and I sneezed, and it went poof! Uh. All in the air. And he was so pissed off. He's like, if I hadn't done you, since we were fucking kids, I'd fuck you up right this now. This might go down a different way. Yeah, so like, we collected what we could, and then it was like, an appropriate line. And then that's the one I did, but yeah. that was my first time doing it. Uh, pissing off the dealer, sneezing, just... <laughs> oh, man. I had somebody force a gun on me to try to make me do a line when I was, like, 21 or 20. Right. And, uh... To know if you're cool. Yeah. I ended up stealing this $100 bill, you know, that he had me snort the line in. Right. <laughs> That's fair. And I fucking blew it off the mirror. <laughs> and, I, and then I rubbed my nose off. Wow, man, that was great. And that was the whole, you know. Nice, nice gameplay. That's there. how I got out of it. But that was the only time I was ever, like, forced into some shit. You know, but yeah. PCP, smoking three times. And, uh... That was enough. It was enough the first time. I've never done PCP. It at was least, mellow the second time, and then the third to, time was like... At least to my knowledge, but like, I've done Jeffrey's before, and like, I was supposed to go to this uh, Christmas party for a, a restaurant I worked with, and me and the cooks all smoked this nice joint. Yeah. It tasted different. I was like, what's up with this? joint. <laughs> and they're like, oh, there's cocaine in it. I'm like, oh, that's my Melissa now. And so, um, so they didn't tell you it was frosted, they just gave you it. Yeah, pretty much. I oh, mean, that's I'm, what's kind of well, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. But like, at least let me know. Yeah. So like, you should let people know. But like, it, the, the Christmas party we were at, it was like, unlimited bar. Yeah. You know, paid for and everything. And I'm like, you're going to need to give all of us cooks unlimited alcohol? 
I'm like, that's a bad idea. And it was because I ended up getting in a fight with the owner of the restaurant. Because, um, like, obviously I'm drunk, coked up, high. And there was this hot cougar chick on the floor, and I started dancing with her. Turns out it's his wife. Oh. Yeah. So when I, I found out it was his wife, I tried to walk away. He grabs my arm and tries to make me dance with his wife. And then I just went, hmm. And then the rest of the cooks were like, holy shit. He hit the boss. Oh, and they ran over and they grabbed me and stuff and all that. And then just, it, it didn't stop there because then the boss went into the girls' changing room. Uh-oh. We'll be right back. While the girls were in there changing, and I saw him, so I followed him in there, grabbed him by his collar, and pulled him back out. And then at that time, they, my other co-cooks called me a cab and were like, you need to leave now. Yeah. I was like, fair enough. So me and one of the other cooks left and went to another bar, and obviously me being hyped up and mad, I was a total asshole to the customer service. The bartenders and the waitresses, and, and then um, my co-worker was like, here, just hit me and get it over with. And so, like pushed me and then I fucking hit him and like he took the hit he's like hey I hurt a little bit and just like are you, you feel better now he's like go in there and apologize and I went in there and apologized to everyone I was an asshole too had a good night afterwards but my roommate that I was staying with was also on the co-workers I thought he was already home then at like nine in the morning he's like storming in and I'm like, dude, I thought you were home. And he's just like, he's like the Hulk in a human body. body. He's just like, rawr, rawr, all wow. the time. Yeah. He's so angry. And uh, he, apparently he got arrested <laughs> because he was like walking down the road trying to get home and shit. And just Jesus picked man. up for a PI. Oh, man. But, uh, I love that job, but that job was like slowly like influencing me to like be... A more aggressive person than I typically am. We got some interesting people in our neighborhood, from what I know about it. Yeah, and I gotta keep on my toes now. I did meet this one kid, Adam, that lives in the building next door. Mm -hmm. You know that dude? I don't know him, but I think you told me about him before. And he's in the security? Mm -hmm. He's into finding a way to legally bust child predators. And I thought that was cool because we're both in the same field, you know. And plus, he has children, so I understand. This guy doesn't he have children? No, he's only twenty. He's a kid. Oh, okay. No, he's he's got a little girlfriend. And oh, oh, that's what's up. Yeah, that's he's he's got a little girlfriend. He, you know, I smoked a joint with him on his birthday. And met some of his younger friends. Like, he invited me to his party, and I, I saw That's it in there, and I was like, I don't want to be the old relic, but here, here's some postcards I made. You know, drop them off. Here's some postcards. I'm 50 years old, by the way. You know, I'm 30 years old. You know, it's like, you know, I already went through it. And it was just nice to see him. But also nice to talk to someone so fucking young that was already doing an investigation on... Mm -hmm. minor human trafficking coming out of Carbondale. Right, yeah. Which one of the places he's got nailed down is the, the tug and the, the happy tugger. What's that? It's the massage parlor across from Circle K. Oh, I, okay, yeah. They got some underage kids working in there. Hmm. Yeah, that are giving happy endings apparently. That's fucked up. He's been able to like narrow it down but he has no way of like and it, well the cops have already popped the place seven times or something mm -hmm. like I guess there's a couple him, other, like yeah. in the past yeah and I guess there's a couple other places like that around but even in that mile fucking thing you know it's it's as important as any major espionage cases that would be popping out or anything yeah because you know it's all the same validity honestly I wonder if any of the uh Internet work of politics in this town has anything to do with that shit. It wouldn't surprise me, man. Plus, you got SIU, and there's some shady shit coming out of there. You can just tell, you know? Like, yeah, I know. I've worked in SIU. So. Yeah, 
You know, so I feel like, you know, them and the cops. I just found it crawling. It just blows my mind. It's like when I started working at SIU, I'm like, wow, I got this state job. Like, yeah. People around me that work with me probably have their shit together and they're just as crazy as anywhere else. I'm like, God damn it. Like, why not <laughs> just have a good job? Like, fuck. I know. The only, like, the best job I had was probably machining for my old e-feeder and stuff. And, uh, because, like, his head machinist was my best friend. Yeah. And the head welder was his younger brother that graduated with me, who was also a close friend of mine. And, like, we just kept getting out of our inner group of friends to work there whenever they needed help. So, like, I was always amongst friends. It's just I had to worry about my two bosses. Yeah. And, honestly, like, I tried doing my job the best I could. And I was self-taught. It was uh, powder painting. Oh, powder coating? Yeah, so like, after a while, it's like, sometimes, I like, I, I would, you it's know. It's a shitty job. <laughs> Dude, you get paint all over yourself, and if you don't wear a mask, you can tell what color you're using by the color of your snot. Yep, and it's just hard to do, and you have to use scalding hose water and all kinds of shit. So. Yeah, you gotta spray the parts down and clean them, and then yep. it's like you have the oven, so like, 90 degrees outside, I'm standing in front of a 400 degree oven, and, uh... Not easy. No. But honestly, like, standing in front of a 400 degree oven, it's like, makes 90 degrees feel like it's nothing. Yeah. But it's still hot as fuck, but, um... I, I even got good enough, I was just, like, walking in the oven, like, really quickly, I'd walk in the oven to grab shit, and I, I wasn't gonna stand in it. Really. Right, yeah. Obviously, the door's open, too, but... Like, I was handling parts that were, like, easily up to 200 pounds of piece. Yep. And just... Yep, I was doing jack... Jackpot machines. That's jackpot? Right. Yep, slot machines. Oh, okay, you were powder coating the, the outside? Slot machines people? that were going to, like... They were in Golden, Colorado, and were heading to Blackhawk or whatever. Pretty, uh, pretty intense shit, but I got paid pretty well for the time period. I didn't get paid shit. <clears throat> we only gotta go through three more commercials. <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic. Not bad. But, uh, no, like, I worked at the place for almost four years, and I, I love working with my friends, and we had a lot of fun times, good times, and even when my boss wasn't hurting too much. Like, he started a thing that once a month we'd have a company meeting. Yeah. We'd close down, like, two hours early. And he would buy a 12-pack of beer. And we all drink beer and talk about things we needed to fix, do better, what's going wrong, stuff like that. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like, drinking beer with my former youth leader. <laughs> I did actually thought fun. I found that pretty cool. Comes out to 10 hours a week. You're looking at a few beers a night, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's cool. It's a good way to do it, like. Uh, Carbondale's a weird fucking place, man. No kidding. I've met some really good people. I've met some really not good people. Mm -hmm. Like, where I'm from, I just... Dude, when I lived in Syracuse, New York, I never had these problems. I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. Never had these problems. My hometown, obviously... I've had similar problems, but that's because they actually knew me, or I knew them, and like, they might have been like, like, oh, you're dating my ex, but I'm... What's wrong with this area? What's wrong with it? What are you thinking of? Without, because you're not superstitious, so what is it then? Probably the drugs, and people can't handle their shit, and also they're very, like, quick to... <clears throat> Oh, so it's like, the South is more chill, man, like, moving up here, everyone's like, like, on fucking level nine, you know, I'm used to, like, level four, like, like, the, you know, the amp levels or whatever, you know, yeah. like, nothing's to 11 yet, but, yeah. <clears throat> but everyone's, like, on edge for some reason. It is weird. It is weird. I can't put my finger on it. It's like... It makes me miss the South. I mean, you know, I'm almost like anywhere but here. But, you know, because it really just hasn't been, like, too much to do. You got Dollar Tree. 
I'm going to go see Ghostbusters Afterlife tomorrow. I'm kind of excited about that. Oh, shit, man. If I I didn't have the work, I'd go see it with you because, like, you know I have the Ghostbusters tattoo. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to go see it, dude. You got to stay fucking marshmallow on your arm. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's a sign from the Ghostbuster gods. I need to go see this. I I heard mixed reviews about it, but whatever, you know. But the dude that wrote the, the screenplay and everything... Reitman Jr.? Yes. The son of Ivan. It's uh, Jason Reitman. And all the original Ghostbusters that are still currently alive... Yeah, which are most of are, Yeah, are all on board. They said it was amazing. But, like, obviously it's not going to be the same as what people expect of having... Because yeah, it's, it's, passing, not... it's passing the torch to the next generation. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not going to be this 84, 89... One and two releases. Yeah, and which, like, even that one with the all-female cast of Ghostbusters that came out a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it wasn't bad. I, I hated it, man. I, well, it wasn't bad because they had cameos from all the old actors. Yeah, but that's what they were. They weren't even playing themselves. Yeah, I know. One was a taxi cab driver. One was a limousine. Of Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. He had the best part, too. That looks like a Necto one, you know, da 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 plasma. He's like, I don't spectrum. fuck with no ghosts. That's an yeah. Necto of this and that. Yeah. No, I want to see I want to see it the way that they're wrapping it up right, I think, you know. And it's kind of that Fleetwood Mac 30th anniversary reunion thing going on. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, yeah. I was actually having, speaking of Fleetwood Mac, I was having a funny thought about Fleetwood Mac the other oh, day. I was shoot. like, like every, every chick out there that's doing cocaine and listens to Fleetwood Mac thinks that they're a witch. Let <laughs> I see your gypsy. I can't stand Stevie Nicks, man. I'm sorry. I just I like Stevie Nicks. I uh, think she's cute still, or whatever. But I, I she just, is still attractive for being like what seventy. Yeah, she's she's up there, man. But I'm not I'm not down with that whole Wiccan mafia shit. What? Well, I don't know. There's something about it. Oh shit! The album's over. That's what happened. Hold on, I'm gonna go rock a piss. Well, you're a metalhead, so you got a few songs. Here, I'm going to let you tell some stories. Just go ahead. Tell us some stories, dude. Well, this is a band I've never, unfortunately, never got to see yet. Um, Scar Symmetry. Imagine space and time multidimensional metal. Well, I like the sound of that. And the singer... Actually, could you turn up the sound just a... I mean, it's going to come out louder on the thing, though. Um, But these guys are amazing. Like, the lead singer, he does all the heavy vocals and the harmonics in unison, like, completely, like, no change. Oh, okay. He's amazing. He's he's super talented, and um, he left the band, uh, or they kicked him out. I can't remember which one it happened and stuff, but to replace him, they had to get two new singers, one doing the heavies and one doing the harmonics, just to replace one guy. And he went off to do, like, Solution 45, a couple others, like, there's actually one band he does, and I can't remember the name for the life of me, but uh, it's all just growls and and death vocals. So, like, it's just intense and extreme, but it's still just so badass, man. Yeah, this is like... Uh, so what do you think? Like, I mean, this is like stuff that came out after my time. Well, but, well yes. Uh, know, this was actually, I think, a 2008 album. See, I always think about this uh, metal like this, and they bust out with this Mike Patton kind of faithful on middle. Yeah, I can see that. And it's all like... I like Mike Patton. And, and also, these guys... Do it more extreme, more in your face and stuff like it's like. I like Mike Patton too. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it's like right there. Yeah, the clean vocals. Yeah, compared. I, see, I'm that, not. That's see, that's what they call metalcore. Metalcore? Yes. Oh shit. See, so, I'm out of the loop. I don't. Well, know like that. Kill Switch Engage. I don't even know what that is. 
they are considered metalcore. There's God so for, much God I don't forbid, know. Forbid, Shadows Fall, um, All That Remains, one of the other bands I uh, will be playing here in a minute. But All That Remains only had one good album, in my opinion, and that was The Fall of Ideals. Because they brought in a new drummer, and that drummer after that album left to go to Black Dahlia Murder. His name is Shannon Lucas. The dude, like, you can hear, like, he's so talented. It's like his personality and stuff is in his drummings, and, like, it's just... I'll stay open-minded to... It blows my mind, man. I'll stay open-minded to, like, new stuff, and, you know, but... I'll recommend I'm hard you pressed some, to really I, like I know, to and, but, you know, I also like it's the old-school really shit. Yeah. Like, I grew up on old-school shit. Like, uh, hearing Pantera when yeah. I was a kid, that was awesome, dude. Like, I was having mosh pits with my brothers... Before I even went to a concert, you know, and Pantera was probably the epitome of old school metal. It's like the collectiveness. It wasn't like death yeah. metal. It wasn't thrash metal. It was just its own thing, and and it was a real shame that they broke up. Yeah. And even to this day, like Dimebag Daryl recorded thousands of riffs and everything that still last to this day that people have bought. Like, even Nickelback yeah. purchased one of his riffs and they did the side of a board. Huh. That was a Pantera riff. And see, rumor has it, from what I've heard, Nickelback's, uh, the singer, his brother, is actually, like, the main guitarist, and is a huge metalhead. You know who I heard was the bassist of Nickelback? Who's that? Michael Jackson. <laughs> wait, <laughs> uh, no. is, wait. Is it, his name just Michael Jackson? Yeah, his name's Michael like, Jackson, but it's... Like Michael Jackson faked his death and came back to life <laughs> to play bass for Nickelback. Yeah, Michael Jackson is the guy who plays uh, Trevor on Corey and Trevor from uh, Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yeah. That, no, that, that no, no, the skinny no, uh, white guy, he's the fucking bassist oh, okay. from Nickelback, right? Is it? Yeah, they're yeah. Canadian, so yeah. that would make sense. Yeah, I think that's what happened. That's, that's funny. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't know if people knew that. I don't know if he was like still well, in Nickelback I know, I know or the guy if he from, was uh, in Nickelback. You know, like, I know the guy uh, Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, is Mike Smith. Yeah, and my brother, my half brother, his dad is named Mike Smith. So yeah, that's kind of a common name though. But uh, this new song uh, is. 1.618 by Elasion. And these guys are probably going to be the newest, biggest things And this metal. is math metal, right? Yeah. What's the 1.6 point gigawatts? I don't know <laughs> why they called it that, but... 1.6 gigawatts, okay, so Marty! These, these guys do cover... Two covers of Rush, and one cover of Yes, Roundabout. So they're kind and, of like and prog they, metal? Prog rock metal? Prog death metal. Prog death metal. But they... In their covers, they don't do any death shit. Like, they actually, like, they just did a heavier version of the real song in all claims. And the dude's voice is amazing. Beautiful. Okay, how long have you been listening to these dudes? A couple years. Since about 2014. See, I guess I just still don't understand the, the title. I mean, see, I don't... It sounds like I don't it's really an look equation. at the ti- I don't really look at the title. Like <laughs> I hear the rhythm, the flow and stuff, and I hear the vocals and stuff and the I can get that with that. Stuff, and sure. I just I hear the beats and stuff and I like how the rhythm flows. Yeah. And it's it keeps me on my toes at all points in the song. And there's even that solo, the vocals are and that does sound like metalocalypse. A little bit. It does it reminds me of some but like Toki War Tooth. <laughs> right, uh Swiss Car Swiggo. <laughs> Taller uh, than a tree. <laughs> uh, I, I like Metalocalypse and they were good for a fake band. Yeah. But they're a real band though. After the fact. No, they were real. Well no, Brendan, They were just called Brendan, Death Plot. Brendan Small started the cartoon before he did the band. Right. Like, he was just like, This will be about a fictional band, but they became such a hit that he actually had to hire Hold on. Oh, shit. 
It almost sounds like the beginning of pole position. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> no, no, the stabbing thing. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, it sounds like a video game to me, almost. Like <laughs> like the beginning of a video game. I actually have a friend that started his own 8-bit uh, sound video game metal band that's all instrumental. Uh, I Griever. They're out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And it's fucking amazing, man. Does he do pretty well? Uh, pretty decently well. It's one of his side projects. He's put out three albums. Yeah. Uh, but he was the drummer for another band called Chariot the Moon. Yeah. And there's a band called Paramore, which I'm not a big fan of. But this band was like if Paramore was actually fucking heavy metal. Yeah. And it was awesome. And their singer was great. She was like in your face, like all over the stage. The members were super cool. Uh, I was actually just setting up stage uh, for another friend, uh, fan friend of mine, whatever, um, Aliana. Huh. And so it was just a really good show, and it sucked because, like, they were all, like, 21, 22. I'm, like, 25, 26, and as soon as I start washing, my knee twisted wrong, and I fell right over at, the, like, within five seconds of the wash pit. Oh, and shit. And the band stopped and was like, yo. Dude, you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Keep playing, keep playing. <laughs> like, At least that's kind of cool. Next up, because Slayer wouldn't have done that. Ah, oh, no. Dude, I love Slayer, but Slayer fans are assholes. Dude, they would, yeah. they, they would make you look like a Travis Scott concert bystander. I was talking to my friend about that the other day about Slayer shows. and I don't know, was that you about the Nazi? Yeah. The Nazi show, yeah. right? Well, dude, like, the Slayer show I saw in Chicago... Like, I was, like, in the mosh pit, and I was doing my circle and stuff, and yeah. this dude fell in front of me, and I tripped over him, and this other guy was moving, and, like, literally wasn't trying to deck me, but he decked me full. That was... Oh. I think it's part of the song. <laughs> Some good cussing. I appreciate it, I appreciate it. Say it again, what were you just saying just now? Uh, so, like... I was in the mosh pit of Slayer. No, I mean about recording the... Oh, yeah. So, I don't like just metal. But there's other bands that I feel like are really talented. And a lot of people, like like Incubus for one. Right? Everyone knows their radio shit. But they don't remember that in, like, they had two albums before they actually hit mainstream. But it... Supporting me while I burn. That was their. That was the third album. Before it was Science, and before that was Fungus Among Us. And one of the songs on there was called Psychosilocybin. Like and it was heavy. Yes. It's a heavy song. Uh, Science. The second album they did was a mix between Primus, uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Mr. Big. And Fleet just they, turned they, 80 years old. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I didn't know he was this old dude. Yeah, uh, 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 I'm an old fart. You know, that's why I only know the first, like, you know. I thought years, you were 40, by the way. 10 years of metal, and then I'm, I'm out, man. You know, it's like. Motorhead. I hope I can. Like, come on. <laughs> I just feel like a redneck. <laughs> I know. I, I, I know about Black Dolly, and I did. Listen, I tried to get into some of it right when it first got, came out, but I, I just felt like it was too clean. And I just felt like... Well, see, that's, that's a because lot of they went from analog to digital. See, that'll do it, too. For recording motherfuckers out there who are listening to this shit. But, you know... But, I mean, that's to be expected. At least I thought Neurosis started to overproduce shit. And you know people from Neurosis, right? Yes, I do. That's what I was hoping you might uh, be able to get I know somebody the singer, on the show. Yeah, I know the singer, Scott Kelly, and I know the lead guitarist, uh, John Judkins, because he's from my hometown. I know his brother. Yeah. Brother's cool as fuck. That is cool as fuck, dude, that you know those guys. Yeah, I didn't realize they were that big of a deal until I started exploring metal more, and I was like, wow. They're like, in the Hall of Fame. John, yeah, like, yeah. travels the world yeah. playing with, he has like eight different bands. Because he just... Uh, Travel around the world and play these bands. Mostly, yeah. And he, but he lives prominently in Nashville, so maybe I shouldn't say that on air. But um, I didn't say where. Yeah, whatever. Um, but Ninth Street, no. Twelfth <laughs> <laughs> and Porter. Behind the broken down rail sedan. <laughs> um, he 
super nice guy though. Like, um, I know stories about him, but uh, not, not incriminating stories either, you know, just right. like when he was first playing his first show with, uh, not Neurosis, but uh, I forget the band it was before, I think it was called, or it wasn't Apoc, yeah. But either way, he was underage and had to play at a bar, and they would not let him inside, so they ran a cord from the inside all the way out the back of the door, and he had to sit outside and just listen and play. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was the only way he got away with playing at that bar. Um, his brother, Jamie, uh, is a badass drummer, legendary as well. Like, he played for Ballistic Whiplash, and they used to open up cannibal clubs. All right. Jamie's cool as fuck. Plus, he does a lot of, uh, he does uh, MMA, jiu-jitsu, and shit. Fucking A, man. Well, this has been a pretty cool show with you, dude. We're like six minutes out on this motherfucker, or five minutes out now. Well, I mean, the last song, I was like, I wanted to correlate with my fan of this drummer, um, Shannon Lucas. The last song was uh, Moonlight Equilibrium by Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. But he didn't go to them until after this album with All That Remains. See, everyone sees All That Remains with their... Just like Incubus, when they hit that mainstream, yeah. and then they're not the same anymore. But... <laughs> and just, it's like There's pa- that faith in the more. Yeah, it's passion metal, though. Passion metal. Well, see, it's like, people see this as aggressive, and I'm like, there's a lot of reasons why you can be aggressive. You can be aggressively happy, you can be aggressively sad, yeah. you can just be aggressively mad. And, like, apparently he lost someone in his life. Huh. And he's like coming over his emotions and stuff and coming to terms with things and it's like sometimes it's, it's fucking it's like, ah! and then other times it's like man it's like it's like the difference between yelling and crying yeah in a sense and that's where I felt like this kind of music was a really good balance it's not for everyone but um and most of it not every metaphor is good I pick and choose like stuff that's out there and like and honestly what made this band was that drummer after he left this band that was their only good album they had three albums before this one and they've had many more after and it's and now even their lead guitar it's chuck who's passed away uh he passed away a couple years ago and he was like the main riff writer and stuff and like dude him and shannon lucas like guitar and drums you usually think bass and drums, right? Drum and bass. But this guitarist was fantastic. I mean, I would love to have more podcasts with you to sit down and just, like, throw metal out there that you would not expect. I think we'll, we probably will in time, man, you know? Yeah. For sure. And, and also then maybe, like, start out talking about, like, real shit, you know, local and all that. Uh, but this was fun, man. Thank you. You're welcome, dude, and I'm glad that you uh, took the time. I'm glad you're a metalhead, too, you know. Even if we're in different generations of metalhead, you know, it's all I wouldn't say, know. like, we are not in the same generation, but I'm in every generation of metal. You're in every generation, I'm in the first, like, too. And I'm, I'm just trying to, like, like, ease in, like, new forms of metal and stuff, just, like, <laughs> to give it a chance, like. I am sensitive, but I'm trying. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, you know, it's cool. I got an open mind, and I'm glad, you know, people are expressing themselves. But at least I'm not sitting here being like, come on, man, listen to Taylor Swift. You love it. <laughs> Tay-Tay? Yeah, you love it. You don't want to get down with Tay-Tay? Come on, man, like, try it out. <laughs> All that remains, six. Guys, if you got a show and you want to call me up, uh, I'm at 206-666. 5847, the most metal number in fucking podcasting right now. I'm not giving up that fucking number either. So there you go. Call me at the studio or you can find me on Spotify. Just downloaded 131 episodes. Got about 27 episodes I'm about to throw up in their raw form because I believe CBS is probotting my fucking show. And I think MTV is fucking on to this shit. And, uh, 
Just want to thank you guys for your continual anarchist support out there. And because uh, that's who I'm basically making this for, the 20 real anarchists that are actually listening to this show. And if you're... Uh, God bless you guys. Hey, thank you, man, you know. If you got a hero story, a paranormal story, a UFO, any of this fucking interesting, as long as it's not about fucking TikTok in your ass or some bullshit, I don't give a fuck, you know. Give me a call, guys. Seth, one more time. It's great to have you in my house. And fucking make sure you take your liquor bottles with you. I don't want to clean up after your ass. I will. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. You've been listening to Adam AMD GED. Underground Cartoon Therapy. Okay. That's it. That's all, folks. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> all right. So what would you think about that show, Mom? Yeah, she's a, did you like that Dio soundtrack in there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was cool, right? I got the whole fucking album on there pretty much. While he was talking. It's a good album. It's a very good album, ma'am. Like I said earlier, I still don't see how you juggle everything that you juggle and still manage. That's why it's called juggling. You just get better yeah. at it. Yeah. I had a friend that had him at. Uh, a couple of friends, actually. One male and one female. Well, my mother had it, and she passed away from it. I know how it can be. Yeah, it sucks. But I make the best of it, and I still I like to have an upbeat, positive look at life. I mean, you know what? Positive attracts positive. So the more positive you can be, the more good things will happen. True. And a positive and a negative, in math-wise, still equals a positive. So you yeah. just need to have two positives, or at least one positive. Always, always. Yep. All right, guys, and if you want to call the show and you got an idea give me a fucking call here 206-666-5847 through my shitty fucking cricket service mom thanks for fucking being here <laughs> fuck those guys motherfuckers oh my god forget it man it's a pleasure talking to you i've heard so much i hold you in high regard mom i get high and then i regard you I love you. You be good out there. I'm glad your shit won tonight. Tell Foot I said hey. I will. I Go will. Saints. Alright guys, hold on the line. Have you been seriously hurt in an accident? You could have serious money coming to you. I was seriously hurt in a car accident. I was laid up in the hospital and me and my family were in trouble due to me missing work. SW Sanford and Son got me $150,000. Call SW Sanford and Son. They'll get you the money you deserve. Don't wait. Call now. I'm SW Sanford. Me and my son have collected millions of dollars for clients that have been unfairly injured just like you. Call SW Sanford and Son now. 1510 Big Bucks. That's 1510 Big Bucks. Call now. Listen to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Fucking Therapy, motherfucker. <laughs>